0: Incredible show of Bitcoin Live. Uh, I'm very proud and honored to have so many DigiBytes, uh, yeah, people on the show in one show. I love DigiBytes, an amazing project. It's a really old project. It's from 2014, but old doesn't mean outdated. It actually means uh, cutting edge. And uh, I got Mike and uh, Script Skynet here with me on the show. Hi, guys. How's uh, it going? Uh, could you both introduce yourself to the
1: audience? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go first. Uh, my name is Mike Aldi. I've um, been involved with DigiByte uh, for a few years, uh, first as a holder, and then uh, that was back in 2017. And in 2018, I decided to uh, become more involved with the project, uh, to, uh, focus uh, you know, more on marketing, outreach, uh, Know, doing uh, some videos for YouTube and then doing presentations at meetups and uh, you know lately uh, working a lot with digi assets and we're going to talk more about that later. Uh, you know in my uh, like all of us who work for Digibyte, we do it on a volunteer basis because it's a completely open source protocol. there's no ICO, no company, no president, no CEO. Uh, so we all have day jobs and my day job I work as a uh, video editor for Fox Entertainment so i'm really excited about uh, where the the direction that the industry is going uh, especially in relates to nfts and what can be done with content uh and video production of course there's so much that can be done uh so it's really exciting and uh, in fact people may be aware that fox entertainment recently just launched a whole new company uh, called uh, blockchain creative labs and uh, a dedicated like a hundred million dollar fund to uh you know, expand upon that so uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about that as well so uh it's great to be here uh it's great to, uh, to talk about digibyte and uh i'll hand it over to script
2: yeah thank you mike um in fact mike is one of the uh influencers that caught my attention with how to use ID and what the use cases for dgid what what it absolutely solves in real world use cases online and so that's what kind of you know people like Mike and and uh, Josiah and Jared really just got me going into the right direction, and just wanted to be some kind of a a supporter for the initiative of the Digibyte phenomenon. So, and so slowly but surely I, I you know made friendships and you know started channel, uh, started off reading you know day to day stuff about Digibyte and. What could be happening behind the scenes, and what what is about to happen, and stuff like that. And I kind of put my own little flavor on things, uh, non copyrighted music from a really good artist I follow, and uh, he's very gracious enough for me to use his uh, music. And it's kind of like a cyberpunk music sound. And but I like to I like to communi- uh, communicate and collab with uh, other artists. In the DigiByte community, and uh, make you know intros, and 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 I'm a people person, so I like to talk to people and communicate with them, you know, and with the vast uh, DigiByte community and crypto community on Twitter, and so yeah, I, I you know I it used to be called Script Skynet, but now it's called DigiVerse because the people voted on DigiVerse. So it's called DigiVerse, but I am still the host of DigiVerse Script Skynet.
0: Yeah, it sounds a little bit more friendly, you uh, Even though I like Skynet a lot, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> DigiByte has an incredible community. I mean, one of the amazing things about DigiByte is how active, and how engaged, and how positive your community is. So, how how did you create such a big and uh, engaged community?
2: By it it me, me or Mike?
1: uh yeah whoever wants to take the
2: question go ahead you can start off okay well i just kind of try to find a place where i fit in you know i I came from the litecoin community um i wasn't really established in the litecoin community i had a few people i followed but i just had that like uh i had that you know companionship uh and uh and i was able to build friendlier uh, relationships that that really took their time and uh, uh their way to talk to me and because let's just face it if, if, when people get too big for their britches they don't have time to talk so <laughs> i'm not pointing anybody out i'm just knowing my experience through my walk of life you know it's, it's it's really it's a it's a blessing to have those people that are willing to train you up or teach you what they know and just bring you along you know I mean. so i mean that's how i kind of just fell in there and just contribute as much as I could with my uh, volunteerism.
1: Yeah. I'm Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there where, you know, you just look at the community at large. Uh, I think it's filled with a lot of people who, uh, you know, really truly believe in the uh as far as, you know, building a better system, a better society. Uh, it's really, you know, to generally improve the lives of everyday people. Um, you know, it's not just uh, hey, let's win moon, win Lambo. It's more, it's deeper than that. And I think a lot of people in the community they they realize that because it's been around for such a long time, and uh, you know, it has such uh, you know, there's there's a legitimacy to a, a genuineness because you know the things I mentioned before about uh, you know no ICO and and there's no central authority, it's completely permissionless. You know, like myself or scripts running anyone just start doing things and and it's a great platform to to build upon to learn from because as you said you know you can reach out to people in the community and they're willing to help you to answer your questions uh to kind of guide you along the way and uh and it's great to have that that kind of support and that kind of uh you know ability to 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 learn and grow within the industry because uh, there's so much to know and, and it's evolving very rapidly and, and our world is changing so rapidly these days that it's important to, to, to keep up uh, with all those changes. And you know a community like Digibyte is, is great for that, uh, especially for, for newcomers who come in. and I remember when I first got into crypto, it was just like, well where do you even start and who do you listen to? And uh, you know a, a project like Digibyte is great to start off with because of the support you get from the community.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I uh, I love it, and I also really like your uh, founder uh, creator, uh, Jared Tate. I think I, he has a really outspoken view. But I think one of the things that he, that stuck with me when I heard him talk in many of his talks was his focus on cybersecurity. That uh, DigiByte was a reaction on a Target uh, identity theft. I think of a uh, hundred million people or something. That was hammered into the genesis block of Digibyte. And I think Digibyte is one of the most secure uh, protocols out there with five algorithms and uh, real-time difficulty adjustment. And I think when I, when I heard that, I was like, I was instantly sold. Uh, could one of you guys talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, uh, when it comes to cybersecurity, that was one of the things that really pulled me in. Again, sure. when I first got into crypto, it was about, hey, you know, I just want to, you know, ride this this wave of money. Uh, but then as you do more research and you realize what it can be really used for, because I've been the victim of data breaches. And it's scary just knowing that all your information is out there and, uh, you know, who can use it, uh, you know, so to to have. A piece of accessible technology, you know, just at your fingertips that can give you that peace of mind, and give you that strength uh, of being able to protect your data. Uh, and I see in the chat, uh, John from Antim ID is here, uh, who uh, you know, someone that was just really leading the charge with, uh, you know, the the project uh, with Antim ID and MyDigiPassword. And it's great to see, uh, you know, companies using the technology to to build upon it and provide those tools for for people who can use it and help protect their data uh you know it's 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 an excellent use case you know i mean i you know i talked about you know nfts and content and yeah it's flashy and it's fun to watch uh but uh, you know this is another use case which is like extremely necessary in today's world with yeah. you know all the, the data that's just floating out there and people can steal your identity and you know you go out to get a loan for something and you find out you know your credit scores tanked because someone went out and got a loan in your name and then they never bothered to make a payment on it. So, uh, you know, it's great that this technology is there and that, you know, people out out there building it and, and using it. Yeah.
0: Do you want to add something to that or?
2: Sure. I just, I, you know, I live in the United States and you know, as you know, when you look at regulatory law from personal identification, you know, or, or, uh, protection for the most part, uh, the old about, you know, 40, 60 years ago, you had the old style of, uh, keeping everybody's information at schools, uh, when you're young, uh, in paper and in shells. and then the cloud got invented and it changed everything. But how it changed was you were no longer able to have your actual paper document to go with you after you graduate high school to protect your own data. It went from, you know, there's a paper form. Now there's no more paper form. You have to submit your uh, personal information when you're, you know, your parents do when you're a kid. And then there's a huge gap from when you, uh, from grade school, technically grade school, all the way to once you start getting in trouble or, or start your own business, right? So there's a cloud server out there collecting data about you and everything you do online. And I think, you know, to have a little bit of control of your own personal information, I think is key. I think like the GDPR uh, compliancy for their their citizens um, is completely different than the Supreme Court in the United States. So, it, I mean, for for the US citizens, I, I think we should have had this thing nipped in the butt a long time ago, but as we know, um, there's just backdoors to everything and it just needs to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah and digibyte is of course uh, i think uh, super focused laser focused on on these things which uh, which uh, i really really like um and we'll dive into nfts we'll dive into digi assets we'll dive into digital identity uh because it's all on digibytes and uh, you're building amazing stuff uh, so we'll go into that but before we go into that uh, could you perhaps uh highlight which kind of industries is digibyte already involved in and uh how much is it used?
1: Mike? <laughs> oh well, uh you know, we mentioned the uh cybersecurity side of the yep. industry uh being used. Um NFTs uh and and you know the Digi assets, I know that's a use case that's continuing to grow. Uh I know that more and more assets are, are getting created daily. Um uh, you know the platform that I use to create my assets. Um, you know, it kind of has like a little counter. You can't see what other people are making, of course, but like your asset has a number and every time someone comes in and, and creates a new asset, they get you know next higher number, of course. So every time I go in and create an asset, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like someone created a hundred assets since the last time I was here and made my, my previous asset. So, uh, you know, industries are definitely using it and building on it. Um, you know, of course it's all open source. So there's no like, know, tabulation of, you know, just because someone's using it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to advertise it, you know, they don't, they're not on Twitter saying, right. Hey, I'm building on this, because in a lot of cases, that's, you know, you're giving away, you know, corporate secrets, you know, you don't want your competition to know, like, hey, you discovered this amazing technology, that's going to make them stand out heads and shoulders above everyone else. So you're not going to just say, Oh, well, this is what we're using. So and it's open source, so you can use it too. And now we're on the same level. So I think there's a lot of that going on, uh, you know, behind closed doors where people are, are using it, but they're not, you know, they're not tweeting about it. You're not, you know, doing YouTube videos about it uh, necessarily. Um, you know, one case in point is a, a new company, well, not necessarily new, but they merged recently called Humble, people may be familiar with, um, and they're, they've are they created an app and they're doing, uh, you know, payments and NFTs. Um, and I know DigiBite is involved on some level uh as far as because the the CEO of that company was the original founder of block 30 labs and and he attended the uh first annual Digibyte International Summit a couple years ago and gave a presentation there uh so I know he's a big fan of Digibyte Uh, I know the nfts that they they did like a soft release I believe they were built on ethereum Um, but I I I suspect that in time you know they will offer nfts uh, on Digibyte as well so there's just a couple of cases uh, that I know of, um, and of course, you know, vendors and uh, you know, all over the world are accepted as payments.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think if you're also into shipping, and um, I think there's some very big industries that are already sort of uh, uh, using DigiByte pro- the DigiByte protocol. And I was also wondering because uh, in Holland we have like a uh, digital ID. Um I, I was wondering how Digibyte is active in Europe. Are they working with the Digi in Europe? Is that yeah. connected to Digibyte or is that like totally separate thing?
2: Yes, in fact, uh you have you know uh the Digibyte Foundation um that are like headway over there in, uh, in the Dutch in Europe and you also have uh he introduced himself earlier. You have uh John here from Antimid. And he has uh, a partnership with Microsoft with Open Ant or Open Antim ID Connect with the uh, Microsoft Azure platform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that gives an option for the people that want to how they want to delegate their uh, identity, protect their identity, and basically free thinking people wanting to use Microsoft Azure and Antom ID ID is right there, and it's passwordless protection and. Also, I think uh, the DigiByte Foundation are, you know, they' I think they're making waves over there in the EU. Um, uh, but you also have like talking about DigiByte technology. But I do agree with Mike that you know not all of them come out and say we're using this because it is a competitive market, yeah. and people do want to stay decentralized until they feel free to announce it themselves. But. Um, you have uh, Change Angel, which uses uh, DigiID the, uh, on their platform, so you can seriously use the the uh, DigiID and and be safe using that using the DigiByte wallet and log in, and then start using the social swap for good. <laughs> yep.
0: Therefore, because a lot of people who are unfamiliar with crypto and they still exist, they don't realize that uh, your data is basically encrypted. So the blockchain, the public ledger, the decentralized system allows you to stay uh, the owner of your own data. So it's not, no longer centralized, the data.
2: Also, uh, John Song here in your comments, our friend. Um, yeah, he's right. So the EPX, uh Bot trading uh, humble is using uh, uh, available for the Digibyte on Bitrix and, and whatnot for that. And uh, also BID is using Digibyte technology. Also, BID cross chains with their virtual machine with Binance Smart Chain. Um, and then you can go as far as, you know, uh, REN uh, protocol, REN DG, DGB and being used over there, Matic, uh, one inch pool, things like that.
0: That's awesome. So let's dive into some of the recent developments uh, because uh, you got the V3 Digi assets, and I think uh, that question is for you, Mike. Right? Uh, how are things in that? Uh, the, how are things developing, basically?
1: Yeah. So V3 of Digi assets uh, is is currently in progress, and I believe it's going to get released very soon. You know, Digi the development team, they tend not to announce uh, dates uh, um, you know that they, they want to over promise under deliver yeah uh, uh, under promise over deliver I got that back anyway so the v3 assets they one of the things that I'm really excited about uh, that v3 can do is that it allows uh, an asset to be sent to an asset ID so let's say if I have uh, my wallet and have an asset within that wallet you can send additional assets to whatever wallet is holding the original asset without needing the uh, the address to send it to. Um, and I think that's a huge development because it allows companies or entities, whoever issues that asset to continue sending additional assets to that wallet. So if you're running a business and you wanna send promotions, coupons, uh, you know, loyalty points, that's something that can now be done very easily uh, just by sending it to that asset ID, instead of having to track down each individual uh, wallet address. Uh, so that's one big development, uh, uh, that's in place. And I know that they're also working on uh, a greater, uh, decentralized storage, of uh, the, the metadata that gets stored. Um, I think before the original setup, it was, you know, there, there's choke points and there's, you know, points of failure that, you know, you don't want in this sort of environment. You want everything to always be on, whenever the user needs to use it. Because um, that's what everything comes down to is the user experience. If people use it and they're not happy, then they're not going to use it anymore, or they're not going to recommend it. You know, they're just going to just get a leave with a bad taste in their mouth. So they're they're going to it's going to turn them off. So you need to have everything working whenever people want to use it. Yes. And so those are a couple of developments I know that you're working on. Um, I know scripts, you might have uh, a couple other points that uh, you can add to that list for V3, VGS. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, so like, so Mike is talking about the IPFS, which we never had before for the digital asset layer. And so you can store your uh, your content that you create uh, decentralized instead yeah. of on one central network or server. And so that's cool, I mean, it. it it also it's peer to peer. So it uses those seed phrases to bring forth that asset, um, in that IPFS network and you don't have to go search for one place, you know, or if that one place was destroyed, or there's no longer services then we've got major problems in, in that protocol right there. But we have also, first of all, I want to mention a V3, isn't it? It's as additional, um, like rules and building on what v1 v2 digi assets is so it's it's getting better and better right so v3 is just version three and this is this initiative is uh by digi asset x now this is like a you know a business okay it's not literally this is the digi community although they are doing it but it is an exchange and so the initiative is by matthew cornelius and, and the team at change angel and so v3 will have ipfs distribution to keep it decentralized so it'll be on chain um but there's also rules in there it, it says uh with every Digibyte transaction there will be instructions attached to it for the consumer for the you know that app or dap layer protocol communications layer uh can receive those instructions to go on from there okay so they know how in this case the G assets and so there's like six rules, new rules added uh, for creating your asset. Um, number one is weighted signatures. Now, yeah. I, I'm just briefly going to go over this. It's weighted signatures from one to four signatures before the asset can be transferred. So it's a little bit like kind of a timing thing. Yeah. Um, you got royalties, a rule where a specific royalty must be paid to a specific address for the like your songs or your, or your 3D imaging. Right. Mm-hmm. You also have KYC. This rule allows assets with KYC verified ad- addresses to be sent to. Also can be uh, blacklisted based on your country state uh, citizenship. Right. Uh, you also have a, a rule where it's that these are all options, by the way. Yep. Um, you have an expiry rule where if you set a date so an asset can no longer can be moved. Uh, once the asset expired, then it gets flagged as expired. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, rule five, uh, it's a vote assets. This asset rule restricts addresses you can send it to, which also brings up an extra metadata if sent to those restricted ad- addresses. Um, and then rule six, deflationary. Uh, this is a rule a set specific amount of assets that must be burned in every transaction. And then uh, real quick, we got with Digi Asset X. they have um, tools already in service. If you go to uh, every name I mentioned and put .DigiAssetX.com, it'll pull up this tool for your service. As has DigiSweep so you can use and get your, uh, your DigiBytes locked from another wallet if it's kind of hung up. And you can sweep it over to a uh, compliancy wallet uh, like Coinomi or whatever. Yep. And then you have Totsuite for that same purpose and dgbsupport.digibuy or digiassetx.com. Uh, but the only thing that we're waiting for now is uh third party wallet integration for V3 DG assets. So we yep. can have multiple support uh, and then it's full steam ahead. And after that, uh, or if that doesn't happen, we're also working on uh, a brand new wallet all together uh now digi asset x will also have it will also have a full asset nft creator as well and dgb pairs to other cryptocurrencies
0: nice wow oh you, you, you're not sitting still over there that's really <laughs> amazing um, that gives it also a lot of flexibility um so but I, I, one of the things I always notice with Digibyte is uh, it seems that the news um, doesn't come out a lot, because you're really developing a lot of amazing stuff. But you often miss. Uh, it doesn't get enough attention outside of the Digibyte community.
2: How, yeah, how- and, it, and it's partially, you know, we as a community, we, we do get the news out. Some news is delegated to others for like trust and And then we'll be able to, once they say the okay, then we can spread the word. Um, But maybe with uh, what Mike has already done with uh, V2, with his DigiAssets, you know, that that goes along with the marketing aspect of things. And so he's already doing everything he can do, you know. So I'm actually excited what what Mike can show us here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, Mike, you want to give a demonstration, right?
1: uh yeah sure i'd like to go and just uh let everyone see what the wallet looks like what it can do and 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 talk about a specific use case uh you know at least you know how it relates to me within the uh video industry um so um and before we jump to that let me go ahead and here you can see i got this pie chart up we talked about decentralization earlier uh this is what bitcoin mining looks like yes uh which I i mean that's that's pretty decentralized obviously but you know this is what digibyte looks like and you can see how the pie chart is has a lot more colors uh so there's a lot more people participating with mining and contributing to the network and i expect this to even grow more because you know one of the other developments that are are coming up soon and i know again josiah can speak to greater detail on this but it's the uh the prog pal mining ability so this is going to return uh cpu mining to you know everyday people uh which is really exciting i think it's going to open up a lot of doors uh, for, you know, you're kind of basically people like me who, you know, look at, you know, your ASIC miners and whatever you're like, uh, yeah, that's a little too much for me. I'm just going to stick to, you know, I'll go on the exchange and and buy it. Uh, but you know, I'm really excited uh, with those developments that are going to be coming out soon. that's going to just really open the door to uh, a lot of more people coming in and participate, uh, you know, adding hash to the network and strengthening the network and uh, earning a little DGB uh, along the way as well. Yeah,
0: because so, uh, last time I checked, I think uh, DigiByte had the highest hash rate of all uh, of all the cryptos out there, right? Uh,
1: well, I don't. Maybe specific algorithms. You know, I, I think Bitcoin is still the king uh, on that. I mean, but, but what makes DigiByte so unique in a lot of ways is it has the multi-algo mining. Yeah. With five different mining algorithms, because you know, if you could, you could take all the hash power that is currently running on Bitcoin and even Litecoin. And throw them at digibyte and they still couldn't get a, a majority uh of of hash on that on on the blockchain because you know the other three remaining uh, algorithms you know bitcoin of course is sha256 and yeah. and, and coin is 100 uh script. so uh and, and those are two of the algorithms on on digibyte right now but they're only one-fifth of of the total mining on that protocol so it adds a lot of security uh by that virtue alone and it uh and it's also what allows the the crazy transaction times because
2: yeah
1: every 15 seconds yeah it's a new block and it's over 13 million blocks right now and growing
0: yeah Uh, one of the secrets of this show is uh digibytes is one of our favorites to give away because the transaction speed is so fast yeah, there's
2: no waiting. Yeah.
0: Actually, I want to hold them, but they're too good to give away. So <laughs> I'm always replenishing yeah. my uh, my stash. But, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's all that. So, yeah, I just want to go ahead and point that out really quick to you and your audience. Uh, you know about you know the mining, and again, you know, I know that Josiah can speak to more specifics about uh, that uh, when you guys talk to him. But uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the wallet. And yes. what you see here, this is the iOS version on my iPad. And let me say, I'm an Android guy. I've always been an Android guy. And to support for the Android wallet came out first, and I was happy about that because, like I said, I had Android. Uh, but when one when when someone from the development team shared the screenshot of the iOS in development, I just it blew me away. It was so beautiful. I was like, I have to, I have to experience this myself. So I went and got my first Apple product in 20 years. Uh, and, and i love it, it it's been great uh, so let me go and pull this up so this is just what you know the main page looks like on the wallet and you click the three icon menu and there's you go to your digi assets and i'm going to pull up one i made for uh his name's jeremy who was a contestant on the game show called wheel of fortune i don't know if you guys have it in the netherlands i know it's yeah syndicate all over the world it's you know it's been on the air for like 40 years and
0: uh, nice. what was in uh, Holland, it was used to call, it used to be named uh, Rad for Time. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's all over the world now because it's such yeah. a huge show. Uh, but what's significant is that, you know, during the introductions, Pat Sajak, the host, you know, he asked each contestant a little bit about themselves. Uh, so let me go and just play that video down again. I'll just press on the thumbnail here. Hello, Jeremy. Hi, Pat. Uh, Jeremy Kerbel is uh, from right here in Los Angeles. So you work in decentralized finance sector.
2: Yes. Uh, So everything to do with blockchain and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Okay, I got you now. Uh,
1: Recently graduated from business school. Yeah, I graduated from UCLA Anderson. Uh, Go Bruins. What were you doing in Hong Kong and Singapore? So I was working there for over a decade. Um, I was working for a multinational company and then started my own company. And now I've been back in California for the last couple of years. Originally
2: from Boston. Good to have you out here. uh, Yeah, big Patriots fan. There you go.
1: So one thing I wanted to point out about that video in particular uh, was down in, in the bottom right, you see that little logo pop up with versus Wheel of Fortune and then transitions into the BMW logo. Mm-hmm. So that didn't air during the show, right? So what we yeah. have is an opportunity to repurpose, you know, existing media, the show and insert, uh, you know, uh, some co-branding with BMW. So, Mm. the ad sales team can go to bmw say hey you're already paying us 50 grand for a 30 second commercial us a little more money and now you can be the exclusive sponsor in perpetuity of this nft nice and when you step into the nft this is another great feature for digi assets i don't see this a lot with other nfts but it allows you to insert customizable data uh, in terms of text and external links uh, for example we've got some tweets here um, from people who uh, who saw the show and said oh hey this is a pretty big moment this guy just talked about Bitcoin and decentralized finance on you know uh, you know the biggest game show in the country um, mm-hmm. so you know've got links to tweets you uh, so know some news articles um, and of course I have Jeremy's you know his uh, link to his website and his Twitter account and um, so it creates a really immersive experience for the user they're very dynamic yeah and so uh yeah and as you can see and then you know of course we've got bmw's website here too um and you know there's different things that can be done to uh you know create uh you know some buzz some 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 engagement because that's what it comes down to with you know uh the media and then these uh these brands it's it's about uh engagement and and people, you know, interacting with your products, you know, watching your shows and then uh, going, you know, to their sponsors and buying their products, buying their services. And with NFTs, it can really elevate that level of promotion and interaction that uh, really isn't achievable by any other means. Uh, So this is one of the things that really excites me, especially with my background, working in TV is the ability to, um, you know, create a thing that uh, can can really, uh, you know, reach out to people in a way uh, that that you can't be done uh, in any other way.
0: Yeah, and it seems really user friendly. Also, uh, it's it's very well done.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's a beautiful app. Uh, it, the the video controls are very responsive, and, and it does have the ability you can rotate it and watch it full screen on landscape, mm-hmm. uh, which is another great feature. You know, the only thing that 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 is kind of a drawback at this point. Um, You know, we talked about, you know, using things like IPFS, especially when it comes to, you know, your artwork and your videos, Um, like this particular video, uh, you know, it's just, again, it's a proof of concept just to show what can be done. You know, I uploaded that video clip to Imgur, uh, which is great because it's easy to use and it's free, but there are limitations. And one is that, you know, your video can only be a minute long, Uh, but mainly because, you know, of course, it's a centralized server, you know, you know, driver goes poof one night then what happens to all your media yeah. uh you know I, th- I think it's different for for GIFs and and, and jpegs i think those actually because you go to the block explorer you actually see that image you see that gif Um mm-hmm. uh, but as far as you know a video clip it links to somewhere else so ipfs yeah. can help alleviate that um but then when you step in this section of the nft you're kind of up to the mercy of yeah uh, The internet, you know, because you can, for example, like because I just noticed this the other night when I go, there's a YouTube clip of the show. Uh, it says the video is no longer available because the YouTube account associated with this video has been terminated, they got zapped. Probably because you know, (laughs) of course, they don't have to put the show up on YouTube, and Wheel of Fortune finds out about it, and they're like, no, 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 uh, you know, so. And, yeah. and that, obviously, it diminishes the value of the NFT to a degree. Um, yeah. um, so, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that at some point we as a community, as an industry can figure out a way to make these links Strong. have staying power. Obviously, if someone gets zapped from Twitter and their account's gone, then, yeah. well, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's how it is. But, you know, for like, you know, some of these... Uh, these websites with newspaper articles, you know, maybe we can work out some sort of deal with them where they put the their media onto uh, a server, maybe IPFS or some other means and create a, a more exclusive link one that will not change or can be, uh, you know, created in a way that where it will stay up there forever in case, you know, you change servers, you change hosting companies, yeah. uh, whatever can affect that link, uh, breaking down the road i mean because that's the real challenge here is just especially when it comes to collectibles you know it's got to last forever Um, yes
0: yes especially pay 69 million for it
1: (laughs) Yeah. so and and you know that's going to be uh interesting to see how the whole industry plays out because you know um i don't know if you guys are familiar with namely brockwell she's a you know youtuber who had a, a great conversation with the developer talking about nfts and where does your media actually live and in most cases a lot of these platforms you know it's just simply linking to the media and if that company goes Goes bankrupt today what happens to the media you've got you know 69 million dollar metadata you know and Mm -hmm. you know or someone can go in and 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 remove that image and put it something else so there's just you know a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that i think you know a lot of people just aren't simply aware of that the technology. Uh, yeah, it looks great now, but how's it going to look five, 10 years from now? Um, again, for collectibles, you need it to have staying power. You need it to last last yeah. forever. So that's going to be the challenge going forward for not just for assets, but for all NFTs in general.
0: Yeah. Lynn Olin called it, uh, like the, the dripping, uh, paint, uh, problem, like, uh, the pay- you buy a painting and then the, the canvas mm. goes blank because of the paint dripping off it uh it's like uh if you have an nft but you you lose the link uh or the host or uh the company behind it or they could even basically blackmail say like oh we're going bust we need money otherwise you lose all your uh help us yeah
1: they hold the nft ransom you know if you're that guy that paid 69 million for for people's artwork you can say well pay us some yes. money. Otherwise, we'll let this server die, and then yeah, the, uh, that's not goes your artwork. So,
0: so the NFT space still has some uh, big issues uh, with it, and um, and it's of of course also you know the, the the trouble between centralization and decentralization because they both have their benefits and their drawbacks. Of course, are you guys for complete decentralization, or do you also see like a use case for centralized uh, entities?
2: Well, I, before we get to that, could I could I uh, mention what I, I like what Mike's doing here? Um, right. and we've talked we've talked about it over the, the years um, where um, once your asset is created, it's basically the input is infinite. So like I'm more of the type of, you know, getting excited with b 3 because now the IPFS implementation now is decentralized you're going to be able to get, you know, writers and illustrators, you know, writing books on, uh, digi assets. You're going to be able to, you know, I mean, create business models for this. It's basically the ideas are infinite. I mean, I mean, they're endless, right? Yeah. And that's why sometimes I have to be careful not to say too much, but, um, but you get my point, you get my point. Right.
0: Yeah. So, but basically, you already answered the question. So, you're for full decentralization, I bet.
2: <laughs> Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm for decentralization. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, this is the reason why I'm here, right? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm much like any community community member with uh, um, blockchain technology. You know, attracted to that more than cryptocurrency. You know, I mean, like I could be a cryptocurrency guy. You know, but I'm more attracted to what blockchain offers. Um, and basically, the, the legacy system, it, it's I've, I've heard it put like this: it's like a a, a a slow dying dinosaur about to you know pop the red blood vessel out of his brain and he's over. You know I mean? So I mean, that's I don't know. Is that radical? I don't know. I don't
0: know. Well, I, I hope you're right. But yeah, that they have to um, find something to replace it with. I mean that's basically the only the only issue is can we replace it fast enough and can we replace everything uh fast enough
2: well i think i think the old legacy systems need to convert to blockchain and not the other way around i don't think it should be okay blockchain needs all these regulations to you know adhere to their demands you know i mean I, i think they need to become free as a people just like everybody else has to
0: so, so do you both also subscribe to what Andreas Antonopoulos said? It's like uh, blockchain and especially the crypto blockchain projects out there. They're like a Trojan horse. And as soon as those centralized entities try to co-opt them, they're be, being eaten from the inside out, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I, I, I think they look at it and they feel like, oh, well, we'll co-opt this yeah. and make it part of what we do. But in the end it's it'll undo everything that they have done and want to try to do uh so yeah i mean and back to your, your previous question yeah I'm, I'm i'm a huge believer in decentralization i think this is what will lead us to true freedom because otherwise the technology will be used against us you know it, you know there's been a lot of talk lately especially here in the united states about uh you know the usdc uh uh you know fed coin as they call it which this would be uh, basically dollars on a blockchain uh, which is terrible because they have complete control over all of your money how you spend it uh, if you're guilty of wrong thing they can just turn you off and now you can't spend your money uh, you know and i've heard that uh, the digital yuan which has been rolled out in china that they put an expiration date on, on money on, some, on dollar like, like your money's going to expire if you don't spend it and that's just such it just seems so weird. I mean, of course, you know, here in the United States, inflation is really ramping up. So you're kind of like, well, I need to spend it. Otherwise, if I wait and sit on it, it's gonna lose value over time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, decentralized assets, I think is, uh, that's the way to go. And that's to say that there's no need or use case for any centralized uh, programs out there either. I, I think, you know, but we definitely need to decentralize otherwise, you know, there, there won't be true freedom from those that you know have controlled humanity for the longest time and want to continue controlling us I know that they're probably you know they got to be freaking out with you know all this technology that's being let loose and and not being able to control it you know they can manipulate it they can you know release FUD and whatever and say oh well it's going to destroy the environment and you know and it's it, it's silly really but that's how desperate they are, uh, and and rightfully so. And I'm glad they feel that way. Um, because of, of, you know, the terrible situation that they put humanity in. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's, you know, I, I look at, at cryptocurrencies and blockchain as, you know, the hope going forward, you know, it's kind of like doom and gloomer back in the day, just stacking my gold and silver and ammo just waiting for the whole world to go Mad Max. And Hopefully, we you know won't get to that point. You know, I'm hopeful that with the the rise of, of digital assets and cryptocurrencies, that it'll kind of create a softer landing for us, that that we can transition to that that, that new world without yeah. it being as painful as it might be otherwise. So it's it's great that we have this ability now. You know, the important thing is to to go out and and inform people and educate them, let them know the difference between, uh, you know, truly decentralized. Projects like Digibyte and Bitcoin, and and you know, there's there's a lot of great projects out there um, that that are open source uh, protocols. Um.
0: Well, you raised a really a lot of interesting points. I mean, a lot of people are into crypto basically just to make money, uh, to to earn a buck, and they have the slightest idea about what they're actually buying, uh, let alone on details that goes along with it. But uh, on this channel, we often talk like it's a fight between centralization and decentralization because a lot of these technologies that are coming online, a lot of them are basically making it possible to have like an amazing um, uh, renaissance uh, that that could happen for everybody uh, because they're basically decentralizing forces out there. But there are some of them that are very centralizing and uh, and like you say the powers that be they 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 wouldn't want to let go of what yeah what 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 power it would give them uh if they keep hold of it and i think they will try everything to keep hold of it i think rob calls it uh, behavioral economics on steroids if they uh if they launch their CbDCs and get their way uh, yeah but i'm uh,
2: actually for i'm actually for uh or I'm actually against um, a one world currency. I'm actually against anything one world. I think it needs to be completely decentralized. I think that's true autonomy, true freedom, uh, all permissionless. And it all connects on the blockchain together without compromising. We don't need to compromise. Um, Also, but the problem is with our social media and how big tech is running things right now and, you know, the Rockefellers and all this banksters, big, bad bank, uh, banksters. Here's the thing, like, I'm not going to trash them, but here's the thing. Like they want to control everything because our money for some reason is their money. So, um, that's their conclusion. And, um, but the, I'm completely against centralized blockchain technology. Um, I don't like giving the users the appearance of a good time. Um, you, you could see this, Uh, because you can see kind of that route going because you can pretty much get a whole community to follow anybody and uh, with hype, not worrying about what the blockchain actually does. So that's kind of scary. Not doing your research, not doing your homework. And that's the reason why we tout do your own research, do your homework. You know what I mean? And and we're hated because of that. I'm not talking about the Digibike community. I'm talking about anybody that says, hey, I think your facts are kind of, skewed there you might want to do some research and because they won't this is the masses this is a problem
0: yeah and uh, do you also feel uh from from within the digit byte uh community that you're sometimes um that there are forces uh against you that there are forces um you know, set against you because you have such um decentralized ethos
2: well or i think there's forces against each and every one of us here (laughs) everyone that's watching you me mike there's forces at that we don't fully comprehend (laughs) and uh you know some things are out of our control but while we live in the present of the time and we need to stand for what we believe is right for the people not just what i think the people should be uh rewarded to Uh, i think freedom speaks for itself, right? So there's no reason for me to withhold freedom from you guys and, but I get all the freedom, you know, I mean, and all the power, that's nonsense, you know? So I think there's forces at hand that we have to deal with each and every day, just in our personal lives, let alone misuse of, you know, power.
0: And that's also why I love doing this show with you guys uh, because yeah, I I really want to put DigiBytes in the spotlight because there's a lot of amazing projects uh but i think digibyte is one of those core projects that really has the solid ethos, and that you know it's, it's a really decentralized project and sometimes i also got the feeling that within the crypto um, landscape or within the broader crypto community um there's sometimes um people don't want to use the word decentralized anymore because they say, Oh, it could mean anything. Um, let, us let's, let's just drop it from the lexicon. Um, do you also notice that, uh, trend?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I, think a lot of people, yeah, either they, they don't fully understand what it means. They'll look at, you know, something or like they do.
2: <laughs> <and> say,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. And I say, Oh, well, it's decentralized. Uh, like, well, how so? You're like, Oh, it's on 12 different servers. You're like, hmm. Yeah. I don't think that counts, Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you know, it's frustrating too, because uh, of all the great things about a protocol like Digibyte as we've we've spoken about, you know, it should be front and center in everyone's mind. And, you know, is it because there's an agenda to kind of try and suppress it so people don't find out about it? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but it's frustrating when, you know, coin like Shiba can come along or token and you know it can get like ten thousand likes on a tweet and what what is the purpose of this it it, it brands itself as the doge killer oh really what 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 promise has doge failed to deliver on that would necessitate something like shiba to come along you know and it's frustrating because you know an account like the official digibyte twitter account or jared tate aren't even verified yet they've been around for years and they're it's a, a thing like come on guys like Or or the exchange situation, Uh, you know, here in the United States, uh, ever since we got delisted from Poloniex, I don't think there's a major exchange that uh, offers Digibyte, Um, which I think, you know, it's kind of a badge of honor, I think, because the fact that it can survive and thrive for such a long time without having that uh, immediate exposure, the ease of which people can access it, you know, at least here in the United States. Um, you know, th- I mean, there are other avenues to get it. Um, you know, Bitrex is where I got my first Digibyte. Uh, I've used Change Angel a lot that Trip um, uh, mentioned earlier, and also Squirex.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I don't know. I can never say that word
2: correctly. Sequirx, yeah.
1: It used. It was originally called VertBase, and and uh, they're they're great because it's a non-custodial wallet. Uh, which going back to the importance of decentralization, you know, a lot of people I don't think they really. Mm-hmm. Get it because you go to like Coinbase, you create an account, um, or even worse, something like Robinhood, where if you buy Bitcoin or Doge, I don't think you actually can withdraw it, right? It's it's just on their ledger, not on the actual blockchain, and and that's important to people to make that realization and and, and distinction that, well, you know, if you use a service like Change Angel or Sucorex that are non custodial, you provide them your wallet when you make the purchase or the swap, and then you hold that those coins in your wallet where you hold the private keys and then you're the bank as opposed to these centralized exchanges where uh you, know, you yeah. know of course Coinbase is notorious of going down whenever there's volatility in the market whether up or down and so sorry you know try again later um or you know the, the yeah. exchange gets hacked you know it's happened you know countless number of times or you know the exchanges use your funds that you keep on the exchange to trade against you to use yeah. to, 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 to fulfill short positions or whatever, you know? So, uh, you know, these are things that, you know, mo- a lot of people don't, I think really consider, especially when they're new, cause they just don't know. Um, or it's just, it, they don't realize why it's important. So, uh, you know, but, you know, again, when it comes to marketing of DigiByte, uh, you know, I think, because it's open source and and decentralized and permissionless, and it's all organic growth. Really, it's just people uh, talking about it on YouTube or on Twitter or just talking to their neighbors. You know, we, we don't have the the big celebrities, um, you know, to, to to show us, which is probably a good thing. You know, you see someone like Mark Cuban, who's you know obviously a celebrity. Uh, you know, he's oh. been you know talking a lot about NFTs and crypto lately, and, and uh, when he's out there, he's pumping doge. And then just recently there's this thing called Titan, which just took this enormous dump yesterday. It was like $60 to zero uh, yeah. within like five minutes or something. I don't know. It's, it's um, and, it, and, it, and it's terrible because, you know, someone like Mark Cuban, he's going to be okay. Uh, but, yeah, you mean, know, they're just your typical over the count, you know, just your retail investor. Who's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get into crypto. Mark Cuban says to buy this. And then a day later, you've lost everything, well, you're going to feel terrible about crypto uh, for a long time, maybe forever. And it's unfortunate that that happens. And a part of me thinks that maybe that's part of their agenda to lure people in and then these projects, which, uh, you know, maybe they don't have use cases. They're centralized. It's a rug pull or it's just a pump and dump. And then people walk away saying, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm yeah. going to stick with America my, my Wells Fargo. They've never done this to me. So we'll stick with the legacy system. Well, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's a grind, it's tough, but you know, it's gotta be done and, and, and we gotta do it.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys do it and I'm glad I can do my best to uh, give you some uh, some time in the spotlight, even if it's a small spotlight. But um, I think also your focus on cybersecurity is maybe not, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, big companies uh, are really happy about <laughs> i mean uh, usually they want something with a back door in it right and not something that is uh, watertight uh, and uh yeah something that you're actually the owner of your own assets like in real time and not just in name only So, um, yeah, the final thing I uh, wanted to ask you, too, is what is your favorite uh, thing about Digibyte? What excites you the most? And uh, and maybe also maybe highlight something about stuff that's coming down the road.
1: Well, I think for me, uh, I'm most excited about DigiAssets uh, because of what it can do. It it can just uh, create... uh, a moment for a user which is really unlike anything else uh, and and can make the technology kind of stand out in a way that 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 really resonates with people at, at an emotional individual level um, you know when it comes to just the money side yeah everyone wants to make money but at the end of the day it's just this numbers on a screen whether it's your your Bitcoin or your Digibyte or your dollars or your, your euros um, when you can create a piece of content that can speak to someone at that level, that can really just evoke an emotion. You know, it can be an NFT of of a personal nature. Maybe it's you made an NFT of your kids being born and it's got their photos and it's got, uh, you know, the birth certificate, all this data, whatever you put into it. Uh, And that's something, again, you know, if you mint it correctly, it'll last forever. So, you know, when they're walking down the aisle, getting married to start their own family, you can look at it and really just feel alive in ways that a lot of things don't affect you. So that's what excites me the most about, uh, you know, DigiBuy and assets and NFTs uh, and that side of the uh, of, of the technology. And you?
2: Yeah, um, you know, what makes me excited, um, you know, when I first started watching myself cryptocurrency uh, DigiByte, you had a whole group of people before us, and so we're, we're on the shoulders of giants, right? They, they, they came uh, through the development side, explained it. It's, you know, 40 times faster than Bitcoin, uh, 10 times faster than Litecoin, or was it 20? I don't even know. But anyway, real-time difficulty adjustments. And so you saw this progression from Bitcoin, you know, the UTXO models, and you have this digibyte glorification of a UTXO model. Uh, BAS, B-A-A-S, and then you have the differences from that to DAP protocols and DeFi and all that. So, you know, coming from that viewpoint, I'm really excited to see who's going to be coming after us. I mean, we basically are carrying the torch for the next generation. Could um, I imagine me being here talking about DigiByte like, you know, five years ago, I didn't even know anything about cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or blockchain yeah. technology. And yet it's really been exciting to be a part of this uh, movement for DigiByte and being able to get to know the people that I that I have got to know. And it would be a really sad day um, when that day is gone. But I'm really excited to see the faces and the people that literally take this torch and make it better and present it better than what we have.
0: Yeah. Freedom. Freedom for the future. Um, Yeah, totally agree. And uh, yeah, I want to thank both of you for your time. I also want to thank our friend uh, Lencaro for bringing us uh, together. (laughs) Wouldn't have been uh, possible without him. So um, yeah, and and I would love to do this again with you guys if you uh, want to uh, meet up in the future and uh, do another session and uh, speak about all things Digibyte.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. And uh, yeah, thanks to the guys behind the scenes who helped uh, put everyone in touch and, and get this coordinated. And uh, yeah, we'd love to come back anytime and, and talk more DigiByte. And uh, oh, thanks, thanks for having us.
0: Let's do it again soon. I wish you both uh, a really good day. And I'll just go to the crowd and uh, reward them for their uh, patience.
1: <laughs> With
2: uh, some DigiByte. Right. Thank you. Right. Take
0: care, guys.
1: All right, Thank see you. you.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. So people, that was a really great interview. I had Scripps, Skynet, Mike, uh, Digibyte Soko on the show uh, talking about all things Digibyte. We'll do this again most definitely because I really enjoyed it. And I love Digibyte, it's a really solid project. It's been one of my very long-term holds and I'll keep holding them till way past 2035, Uh, (laughs) but I'll keep accumulating until that time. Uh, and I suggest you do the same, and you can win $20 worth of Digibyte here on the show with me. Uh, all you have to do is go to Twitter, make a tweet, tag me, a Scripto ND1, tag script, uh, script Skynet, and tag Digibyte SoCal, and then tell us what you really liked about the show, what stuck with you, what you learned, what excited you about the show. And then we'll pick one winner who wins $20 of Digibyte. So it's that simple, just go to Twitter, tell us what you liked about the interview and tag all three of us and then you might win $20 worth of Digibyte. And those Digibytes are not only very valuable probably in the future, that's my prediction. Uh, I do, don't do financial advice, but that's what I feel. Uh, but they're also you know, a ticket to freedom. So keep holding them tight and start supporting the really good projects out there because they need your support. Also check their open source because they're looking for volunteers for, uh, developing useful devs or other products. So check out their website and, um, uh, get involved. So I only say two things, watch, learn and learn, and it makes you wonder,